It's time for Wheel Nerds. And here are your hosts, Chuck and Todd. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 48. I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. And we're going to be talking about motorcycles and a girl. <laughs> We've got my friend Jen in the room, who's Hi. just taken the class. A freshly minted M, right? Yes. But you, you are a past rider. I am, but it doesn't count anymore, Todd says. And Todd is right about such things. <laughs> Todd's right about many things. Todd is, it's generally my job to be right. I'm waiting for the Todd is God speech. No. No, we're saving that for later. <laughs> when the show actually makes a profit. Right. That's going to be a long wait. So, Jen, have you already been looking at bikes? Yes. I mean, dumb question, right? No, I <laughs> How long have you had the M? When did you take the class? Uh, actually, it was last summer. Oh. Um, <laughs> hey. Here I was thinking you were all anxious. I am, but then I had surgery, and then I was almost ready to get, and then I had surgery again. And so it's been... I've you gotta, had, you gotta I've stop had the surgery reasons thing. that I couldn't get a bike yet. You gotta stop the whole surgery that, habit. And the husband wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, this is like a reverse of what it's you weird. Use, it's like know? the Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> usually, all our friends are like, "Well, my wife doesn't want me to." Usually, ride. the husband rides, and then you know the wife yeah. is like, "Well, uh, whatever." Yeah, yeah, no, I want a bike, and he, I think he wants me to have a minivan. No. What? <laughs> I'm freaking out, man. Wow. Life is weird at our house. What kind of bike are you looking at? I actually don't know because I haven't ridden enough of them to know, but I'd really like something like a cruiser because they look good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't that want do. I'm not going to go touring. I want something that's going to be for around town, 30 minutes, 45 minutes at the most. Um, I like work nicely. Yeah, yeah. Cruisers are good. I like cruisers. So anyone in particular? I mean, yes. you know, all of them at once. Uh, <laughs> well, because I haven't ridden any yet. Well, you know. Have, have you gone the ones dealer that I shopping want. yet? No, or? I haven't gone dealer shopping. Oh, it's not the fun. So I've done... No, no. Give them up? Uh, <laughs> I'm curious to see if a dealer <laughs> would, would, would be more likely to let her test ride than you right, know, so I haven't, like us. I haven't gone to a dealer because I don't know how they're going to be. Although Mike sounded pretty cool, so I thought maybe I'll go try their dealership but they don't have any cruisers don't they unless they have any in their use they i think they have the thunderbird triumphs that's what i'm looking at so oh that's right the triumph cruisers you know i keep forgetting that they make those <laughs> yes yes they do the only one i know is the rocket three <laughs> not a beginner bike <laughs> there's the what the america is a cruiser right? no, there's the america there's that what is it with you and the beginner thing? bike what do you mean Let's talk about the beginner bike. Well, you know, a Triumph Rocket 3 is giant and heavy and costs a fortune when you I don't over want the a Rocket 3. Well, there you go. I want the Thunderbird Storm. Okay. In matte black. I can think of better choices. <laughs> the Thunderbird's what, 1700? Yes. CC? Yeah, no, so no, it, no. I mean, no panic. It's a it's 1699. 1699. Well, thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it weighs no more than 600, 700 pounds. No, it's 749 pounds. Holy shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I really actually have that's been like, looking at it. That's like four gens. I know. <laughs> more than that. I've had cars that weigh less than it that. It might be a little big of a bike for me. Mm-hmm. but Might? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's the right bike or not because I haven't ridden them yet. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go and ride a few that I that I like the look of online because mm-hmm. that's all I've done yet. I've gone mm-hmm. online and so you like you know I wake up in the middle of the night, it's two in the morning, and I get on my smartphone and go, "Ooh, that's a pretty bike." I like Triumphs. I like Ducatis. Um, Does Ducati have a cruiser? 
not no. speak of. I mean, beyond, besides the Diadel. I'm not absolutely committed to a cruiser. I'm just trying to get an idea. I'm just, I'm just. It has to be he's something. Trying to find your tribe. <laughs> yes. It has Every, to be we're something. We're broken up in the tribes. I need to know where you are. <laughs> <laughs> when I get up in the morning and say, "Oh, I have to go to work," I think I'll kill myself. Or I could go to the garage and say, "Hey, I get to ride this to work, and that makes me feel good." You know that wears off. No. <laughs> Yeah, there's, nah, there's still mornings I no. wake up and go, I want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a job problem, not a bike problem. <laughs> yeah. so I actually do like a couple of the the Harleys the way they look, but I mm-hmm. I have to admit I have a little bit of a problem with the people that are in the Harley tribe. I'm not sure I want to get a Harley because of... You don't want to look like a pirate? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried about how I would look on the bike. I want to know how the bike is going to look under me. I'd say other ones you should probably check out are the uh, the Vulcan range. Vulcan 750 is not much in the looks department. It's kind no. of a disco bike. Why are you saying Vulcan? Well, the Vulcan 500 is good in the looks department. And it will run away from the Harleys. That's the hilarious part because it's a sport bike engine in a cruiser frame. Right. So tell me about the Thunderbird Storm as far as running away and having power and speed. Well, you know, I don't honestly know to be 100% sure. It's going to have some juice. It's a parallel twin, 1700. They've probably tuned it for torque, so it'll probably leap off the line. Um, And I'm assuming if they've tuned it for torque, it'll probably mean you have to, you'll, it's not going to be a top speed machine, but you know. But pick up. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Pick up is. I want to go home and tell my husband he's wrong. So thank you. I'm here to help. (laughs) (laughs) What if I get a really nice bike and then my husband wants to ride it? The answer is no. That's, the universal answer is no. That's that's a worry. And then I have a 16-year-old son. <laughs> you, need a, you need a really crappy bike with a disc lock. I'm thinking I get two bikes. I get one for me, uh-huh. and I get one for them. You need to find that old 50cc scooter that I sold. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, a little Nighthawk or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beat up Nighthawk, something yeah. like that. Yeah, for a first bike, I always try to recommend, though, that people have something which is pre-disaster. I mean, it's going to look ugly, but you're going to drop it in the garage. I mean, I'm, 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 I've been riding for seven years, and I drop it in the garage like it's my job. Okay, basically, I'm clumsy. But, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's kind of good. Uh, kind of good idea for your first bike to get one that's not going to make you cry when you drop it. I dropped my my first bike my first week riding in the parking lot because another car pulled into the parking lot and I saw him. Okay, there is that. <laughs> but here's what I'm thinking. If I get myself a <laughs> beginner bike, did you hear the air quotes there? Yes. Yeah, just... if, I, <laughs> if I got a beginner bike, two weeks later, I'm not going to like it. Then you sell it for what you put into it. That's the beauty of the small ones. They they used I sold mine for what I put into it. I made money on all the small ones I bought actually. Oh, that I was being a nice sounds guy. like fun. I'm gonna go buy a used bike from some guy that I don't know, ride around for two weeks and then sell it to some other guy I don't I don't wanna do that. You're I don't, a people person. Yeah, that's the other thing. I don't wanna ride with people. Safer. I like people. I just don't wanna go ride with them. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty easy to avoid. So I think that means I don't have to have a tribe, right? Yeah, well, you're gonna classify. How are we supposed to judge you? (laughs) You'll be in a tribe. (laughs) You're gonna be in the the name tribe. (laughs) Your tribe sucks. Cool tribe. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You know what we should do is we should look at we should find a classified. See if we can find a bike for Jen. Okay. Uh, Charlie sent us this ad and he dared me to read it in one breath without passing out. I'm not gonna do it. Be able to do it. I'm gonna give it a whirl. Make it happen. She could probably do it. She blows. Excuse me? You do? I've seen pictures. 
people oh, all yeah, the time. Oh my gosh, you're talking about the trumpet. I thought I was <laughs> what, what else would oh, I be talking I about? I thought I was going to have to kill you. Hey, what else? What, what could I have possibly been talking I, about? You're I'm in a band. Nothing. Yeah. I've seen pictures of you in the band. <laughs> There's pictures of you all over the internet. Memo to self. Never get all idiot friends in the same room at the same time. I do as well. <laughs> See? She admits it. Okay, let me try. This bike needs no introduction. It has the Harley V-Twin motor in it. Nothing wrong with bike. Just looking to get a different bike. Never been dropped. No dents. No dings. Like new Condition K&N air filter and aftermarket. It has to be is cherry. Like I said, I have two extra helmets, two jackets, and three sets of gloves that go with it for the right price. Extra seat and seat bag included as well as great running bike. Hate to get rid of, but want to get a different type of bike. Cash in hand and get just right. All bikes I up on the bike are on <laughs> Please don't ask if you want to see the bike collide. If you want to come to me and will not transport, sorry, serious offers only will not be lowball. Best offer, no reasonable offer will be refused. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Text only, I know what these go for, so not trying to be rude, but please don't waste my time, and I will not waste your time. Take trade depending on what you have or best offer, and please don't waste my time, or this bike is Cherry 3000 OBO. <laughs> that was totally just one of us reading it the whole time. Yes, that was not at all a tag off. <coughs> there is no punctuation there at all. No. You've noticed that, did you? <laughs> There's no getting anything past I'm you. I'm enjoying the variations on spelling, too. That's. I noticed that this bike has a, has one of the key things that we did, identified last week, which is, of course, the uh, <laughs> don't lowball me. <laughs> don't waste my time. Three times. Yes, don't code for me. bike looks like ass in person. <laughs> you know, his pictures, though, it doesn't look too bad. No, it doesn't. That, but apparently a, we shouldn't lowball him. Decent looking bike, I guess. Uh, maybe he's put this ad up a few times before already. And and someone took the time to parse it and then go there <laughs> and right. say, I got me $20. But what, what demographic is this bike going to attract? Buell, total dorks. This is, this is Billy's bike. It could be Billy. Billy. Billy wants ones with more. I think Billy usually rides things with a little more Billy, bearing on them. Billy wants a bike that's one of the big four. Purple? Oh. Billy wants one of the big Because he won't understand bikes. if Buell is a bike or not. Right. He will have never heard of Buell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's got a Harley engine and Dad rides a Harley. Yeah. So screw that noise. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds Lame. like a Harley. Lame ass. <laughs> Billy... so this guy just doesn't want to talk to nerds is what you're saying. That's a distinct possibility, actually. He's <laughs> <laughs> trying to make nerds give up. Go away. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's a decent looking bike. Yeah, it'll probably be fun. And the, the price isn't bad, I guess. I have no idea what firebolts are worth. I mean, he wrote this whole paragraph, but he didn't put a whole lot of actual information about the bike. Yeah, not really. Not really <laughs> all right, we have another exciting product this week, though. And I think we can all get behind this next exciting product. Ducati is introducing its own brand of wine. What? Because that's totally like motorcycle. You think Ducati, big racing sport bike, you think sparkling wine. What? That sounds disgusting. <laughs> the bubbles make my nose tickle. You know, they're not the only ones doing wine. You're shitting me. No, they're not, in fact, they're not the first. Rawhide uh, Adventures, the, the uh, off-road touring what? Rawhide center. Rawhide Adventure wine? That's... that's There's some real mixed message going on there. <laughs> oh. Rawhide, we've got white wine. We like Chardonnay. Well, well, no, it, that's got to be the skunkiest wine you can buy, right? Well, Rawhide. no, they, they like something bums drink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they call it Rawhide. I think they, I they call it something not. else. <laughs> So uh, the Rawhide, you know, it's they're the BMW off-road training center. So all the guys who are going there are rich. Oh, lawyers and... <laughs> lawyers and podiatrists. podiatrists. Yeah. Throat. What is that a picture of? This is a picture of the Ducati wine. It's Belanda. It kind of looks like a Ducati fairing. 
yeah, it's got that sort of swoopy thing. I think those are Desmo valves on it. I can't see worth a damn. From the <laughs> craft of bubbles made in Italy by mm-hmm. Belinda comes a new sparkling. I love that it's sparkling. Just to really, just to make it as not awesome as possible. Well, they have to call it sparkling, right? They can't call it champagne. That's what it's sparkling. Right, but why do they make? I mean, if they're going to make wine, first of all, and they want it to be classic, because Ducati is classic, and then you make it sparkling. That's. But wait, this is. Oh no! I I see where they're getting this though. Uh huh. Whenever they're on uh, the top of of a racing podium, what do they do? They bust open a bottle of champagne and spray all the girls with it. Ah, okay. Why do they do that? Because they like seeing girls in wet t-shirts. They could not use drinkable stuff. I'm really curious to try this now. This might not be drinkable. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It is sparkling wine. (laughs) They're not saying it's drinkable. They're just saying it's sparkling. (laughs) No one heard it say, boy, this is great and is classy and will be great at a dinner party. This is contents under pressure, great for spraying. It's a fine (laughs) wine with great style and vigor. See, vigor, that's for spraying. Celebrating with a toast, I think that's... Excellent Code as an aperitif. Yeah. yeah. See, this is all about spraying women with all right. stuff. Mm-hmm. Now I get yep. it. Makes total sense. Ducati spraying wine. Available now. I don't want it. Do we have a bottle? We need one. Yep. <laughs> Jen, stay here. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, you know, we got a, a, a tip for listeners. Did we? Yes. A gear maintenance tip for your leathers. For okay. your leather jackets and stuff. So what what do you do? You know, you want to keep your leather soft and supple and in good condition. Um, I mostly just let the Todd ooze kind of get all over them and don't wash them very often. Leather conditioner? Well, leather conditioner, I'm told, has chemicals in it. If you buy the wrong one, like you have to be very specific about it. It'll make it look nice in the short term, but in the long term, your leather will start to break down. I got a long treatise about it when I bought my leather seat from Russell. So you want something all natural? Yeah, something, something useful, something and friendly to the environment. Eat a goddamn banana. No. Yes, you take a banana, you eat no. the banana, you let the peel dry overnight. No. But then it just, won't slip. It won't be hilarious. Just listen, you let the peel dry overnight. Bananas consist of 30 to 40% tannin, which is what's used in the manufacture of leather. Or you could get something with tannin. Well, like a banana. You can eat the banana, too. It's it's a multi... This is an adventure leather This is adventure, yeah. This is multi-use. This okay. is adventure leather Have you cleaner. ever accidentally left a banana peel in your car overnight? Don't cook it. Day-old banana smell. You let it dry overnight. Don't you think It'll that's going to happen to your leather? No, you'll smell great. You'll, monkeys will love you. <laughs> <laughs> so you take the, the inside so of the banana... So if you ride a Ural. Yeah, or if you ride a mirror, yeah. Or if you're Todd and you can't possibly smell any worse. Right. The inside of the banana, you use that to clean the leather, and then you use the outside of the banana that contains wax to buff it. I'm not buying it. I am. I. I this is a real this, tip. Wow, man. This came out of a book. Really? Yes. Was it a joke book? No. This is. Uh, this came out of a book. Oh, God, what's it called? I think it's called Umazawa or Uazawa. It's You're making this shit up. I am not making. <laughs> You're completely making this shit up. I am not making this up. I can go get the books upstairs. I no, can go grab it. No, well, only unless you're getting wine too. This is a book of like weird tips that are completely true because I've tried a couple of them and they've worked. Are you going to try the banana? I, mm, I could try do it. Chicken yeah. shit. Oh, yeah, okay. Do it. it. What's like, the worst that could happen? Banana smell. You <laughs> monkey your, attack. That's you, the worst that could happen. Running down the street, hundreds of monkeys falling. <laughs> That's not that bad. <laughs> it's happened before. <laughs> sure, but hundreds of monkeys, not 50, 60. 
Not like you're used to. If you get your shirts, your your off your under undershirts, white shirts, and you spray Scotch Guard on the pits, mm-hmm. that will keep them from yellowing. Ever. Or you could just get new shirts. That's wasteful. <laughs> This is how we know you're a woman, because a man would wear that shirt until it disintegrates off of him. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. So we should probably get some good advice, don't you think? Shut up. Here. <laughs> Bananas work, Your man. advice blows. All right, so we're on with Joanne the Gear Chick. A lot of you would know Joanne from her appearances on the Pace podcast. <laughs> to which we say, take that, the Pace! <laughs> you know what? Hi, Joanne. <laughs> Hi. Hi, how are you? We're great. We have you here, and as a special surprise, we have a brand new, freshly minted noob, and she's a girl, I think. I'm pretty sure. Have we checked? <laughs> wow. Check it. If you can't tell by looking, you've got a problem. <laughs> I'm more of a hands-on kind of guy. No. This got oh. weird. Fast. <laughs> I just want to say that I'm not in the same box that they're in, and I'm probably on a diff- I'm in a different state. So and All of her doors are locked, and she has several large dogs and a high fence with spiky bits on the top. She's in San Francisco. They yeah. roll with this. It's cool. There's no yards here. There's no fencing. The sidewalk the, is really right up there's there. There's a hill. It's a very bumpy sidewalk. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't want to walk on it. You'd trip. <laughs> so, yeah, the idea we were thinking is uh, it'd be kind of cool if we have you on. And, and like we said, Jen's a, a fresh rider. and. She needs gear. She needs oh, gear advice. Absolutely. Because she has it's questions. Impossible to find. So I'm so excited to get to talk to you. Because she's like four foot. Hey. <laughs> okay. She's five on a tall day. With, with the heels. I am five feet tall, I think. Okay. I'm five <laughs> three. Not that See? far off. Uh, so I'm sure you'll have some good advice. Definitely isn't a severe limitation. There are plenty of women out there who are five foot tall and riding motorcycles. So don't let that scare you too much. No, it doesn't. These guys with their noob thing. I rode for 10 years and then I had to take 15 years off. Ah, okay. So well, that's a, you know, re-entry to the world of gear. That's gears changed tremendously since you started and since you took a break. It's changed a lot, especially uh, Oh, I, yeah, especially when you think the gear that I had was running and, shoes and jeans, yeah. you know. That was not there was no gear, but I'd like to hear about what you've got going on with your website and not just the website, but I was doing some reading and you have a lot going on in your career. Well, I, I guess I don't know that I would call it a career since careers are supposed to help you make money, right? It's been a lifelong, I guess, a hobby since I started writing in 03. Well, I started on a scooter in 03 and then I jumped up to a motorcycle in 04. And as soon as I started shopping for gear, you know, I had very basic equipment. I had a starter helmet, I had a textile of Anson and some gloves. And that's it. I, everything else I wore was casual. You know, I bought rain pants at the hardware store because they were $20. As soon as I started to really look at options online, I noticed that you could not go to any one website that would have a comprehensive listing of gear just for women. And not just labeled motorcycle gear, because quite frankly, anything can be labeled that way. But there really wasn't a source that just had a list A to Z. Here are all the companies that make protective gear for women. And here's their website. Nothing. So it started with that. I thought, you know, I can make a list. That's really easy. It kind of evolved from there. So I got to ask, Joanne, have you gotten into onesie territory yet? One one piece, you mean? Yeah. One yeah. Piece? Yeah? Not yet. 
Uh, probably this summer I will. I would like to because I want to do more track days. And I can't do any more track days in my street leathers. What was the mindset when you were on the scooter as far as gear? Did you feel like you didn't have to have <sighs> as much gear? Or did it even occur to you to, to kind of be suiting up for this stuff? Yeah. Did it color match? Uh, no. Uh, my scooter was a lemon acid yellow <laughs> it was more like a green though it was more like a light a lime green not really yellow but it was a bright scooter and there was no color matching that scooter i, I, I can see I, it in my mind i'm filled with terror I, I was halfway there i had i wore real gloves a full face helmet and wow. i did wear the vanson quite a bit but the vanson wasn't as warm as my snow jacket so i wore the snow jacket because it also gave me wind protection right it's the wind stop you know wind stopping when you're skiing and snowboarding but there's no armor in there you know luckily i didn't have any incidences so at that point in time yeah i didn't think i needed more than my helmet and my and my gloves as protective wear and what changed your mind on that a truck uh no (laughs) god no Um, i'm buying a motorcycle so we we bought our first motorcycle two years later and as soon as i started riding that i felt like one, I need better boot because the scooter only weighed like 240 pounds, but the motorcycle weighed closer to 300. Mm-hmm. So it added another 100 pounds of weight in a totally different place at a much higher center of gravity than the scooter because the scooter, it's all below you. Managing the new weight, I felt like I should really up my game and get some boots. And I also remember getting caught home in the rain one time and I didn't want to ride in the rain. I didn't want to get stuck in the rain because I did ride in the rain to work. <laughs> All I had to ride in uh, my main transportation in college was a motorcycle, mm-hmm. and whether it rained or not, and that's it's miserable. Yeah, so I I decided I'm gonna step it up and I want better boots. Uh, I'm going to get some overpants. And I was also always cold all the time too. So at that point, I was still doing the textile Vanson, which is a fantastic jacket. I still have it today, and it is. It is a lifetime piece of textile, that's for sure. And I did that for about a year before I bought my first leather. I think I just slowly realized that, you know, I've been lucky. I haven't gotten hurt. I probably should really gear up in case that happens. But also, I want to be warmer. I want to be much, much warmer, and I want some wind protection, I want some armor, and I also want a better riding experience. That's the one thing that I've really struggled with over the last two weeks. I've, I've gotten serious about the idea that I really need a bike, and I'm not going to get one without the full protective gear first. But even when they list women's sizes, I don't know if a two or a four is going to fit me in their sizes compared to somebody else's sizes because it doesn't have enough information. And then is it going to, are these fitted? So I'm about five feet tall, really. (laughs) 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 I'm at about 110 pounds and I have curves. And so wearing something that's built for a small man or a large child, those are blocky and they they just don't fit me. Is there any place out there that really does list their size as well? Revzilla is probably my favorite online store for that kind of resource because they do have like sizing videos and they provide, well, most websites will provide sizing charts for everything that you buy. Triumph uh, doesn't. Uh, well, <laughs> normal online e-commerce stores. Um, With tri- Triumph, you get on the back. Uh, <laughs> 
Ow. <laughs> if she gets the Steve McQueen jacket before you do, you're going to feel like a mighty big doofus, Chuck. Yeah, that actually almost <laughs> completely turned me off Triumph because they're advertising yeah. uh, leathers for women and saying, these are great for women who ride or pillion. <laughs> wow. Well, they're trying well, to sell gear to both markets, so I that. <laughs> but I, I would guess that a good chunk of their new customer base are women. I, I just went riding on Saturday with six women and four of them rode up on Triumph. Wow. Yeah. Nice. I mean, well, although the Bay Area is definitely a bubble too. We have far more, I think, female, a concentration of female riders here than most other areas and a diverse crowd too. And they're, I, I'd say they're mostly street bike and, or sport bike and dual sport riders and off. Wait, did you just say San Francisco is diverse? No. <laughs> That's Bayer, un, un, yeah, impossible. Uh, the, I corrected Bay Area. That's the different. Bay Area is diverse, you uh, say? Yes. The Bay Area in terms of the female riding population. Um, <laughs> they're just mocking you. Yeah. yeah. You know that. Yeah. I mean, some of the sites, you know, I, I think Thanks, a lot Mom. of them try You're to welcome. provide the, that kind of <laughs> fitment advice, but really none of them give you the detailed fitting advice from one piece of gear to the next. And that's the kind of advice that I give, you know, when a specific style will fit a particular body type or the limitations in the fit. My reviews have a huge paragraph specifically devoted to fit because that's also something in reviews that even the female reviewers, they forget to mention very much. Knowing your measurements is one thing, but knowing your proportions and understanding your proportions, that's a totally different thing that you can only get visually. It's kind of the holy grail of sizing online is to be able to pull that one off. Yes, and most women, here's the other thing. The other problem is it's not just the retailers and the manufacturers, but many women have no idea what size they are. They have no clue what size they really should be wearing. So how do you how can you possibly sell a fitted jacket, especially a protective one, to a woman that refuses to wear the right size or just doesn't flat out understand the differences in fit and cut? for her versus another woman looking at the same jacket. So- exactly. Well, that's how that they market to us, though, is is these women who they don't match the rest of the population. And then so many women will, will lie to ourselves and say, well, I'm about that size and I'm going to get that because <laughs> it, it feels good to have that size on the label or, or, you know, for whatever reason. Yes. And I do that to myself all the time. I still refuse to, you know, one day at one point in time, I was a 36 in Revit. Now I'm pushing up into 3840. And I don't like that very much, but the numbering thing is hard because they certainly are completely different from one company to the other. And, and some are the same, but some are not. So Well, and they make their cuts tighter every year. I've, I'm sure that's what they, it is. Yeah, they certainly take liberties with it. Thank God. <laughs> Wait, the people looking at, wait, 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 wait. The, wo- the woman looking at Triumphs is, is worried, the, the hipster bikes is worried about tight pants? <laughs> no. Isn't that, isn't that the standard? Yes. That's the purpose. <laughs> so, uh, have, have you started doing much gear shopping on your own? I have. I started two weeks ago and are you, are got doing nowhere. All, I hate going into a shop. W- well, what am I going to do? I mean, it's so uncomfortable. I don't know if you're uncomfortable like this, Joanne, but I'll, here's my idea. I'm going to go into a motorcycle shop and say, hey, I'd like to look at your gear and have them laugh at me because I'm five feet tall and female. You know, and what are they going to do? Show me their low-cut T-shirts? Well, they shouldn't be laughing at you when you come in the door. That's one thing. I'd hightail out of there if that's the first. Yeah, that, that, that would be the first bad sign. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. I can understand that apprehension, especially if your dealers suck. And there are some very crappy dealers 
around the country that have absolutely no interest in selling gear to women. They have no interest in hiring apparel salespeople to fulfill that job because you really can't. There is, it is impossible to have your parts guy also sell apparel in, no. in a way. Yeah. My name is Doug and I know all about women's jackets. I mean, you know, right? In a, in a way that actually helps the customer. Dealers need to participate. Dealers must have an interest in their female customers in order to provide that service. So that is first off is if your dealer has an apparel department and they actually have an apparel employee bonus. This would look really cute on you. (laughs) Todd puts the bikini uh, away. That's not reassuring. That's not not the kind of apparel sales guy that I would want to talk to. No. I got these paint chaps. And that's what I'm thinking. So... that's what I'm concerned about right. is I don't want to go. So that's why I want to do everything online. I don't want to run into that kind of guy. Right. Well, I mean, you can certainly. You're sitting between two of them. <laughs> you could certainly call and, and talk to someone in apparel at the dealer. It certainly doesn't hurt to give your dealers a call and just scope them out a little bit and, and oh. see. Because what if they are an amazing dealer with a really great apparel salesman or woman? in their department who really does know their stuff. However, based on what you've already told me, I already have some recommendations for you and mine. Excellent. Only hard part will be whether or not you have any local dealers that carry any of the products I want to recommend to you. And my, my guess is going to be no. Because one of the things that you talked about on your website was you want to make sure that you try the gear on the bike. Yep. What if we, if I purchase something online and then I try it on and sit on the bike and it doesn't fit? Yeah, you have to send it back. And I know that's always an apprehension for a lot of people. Fortunately, there's websites that offer to pay the shipping back. So, so off the top of your head, what would you suggest for me? Hey, Shut up, Todd. get out of my yeah, interview. Right. Well, Todd, it's your turn. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, generally speaking, for anyone who is in a very petite range, and that would be women who are a size 0 slash 2 to 4, bordering on the children's size, and I'm guessing you probably have been able to find even children's sized clothing to fit into? No. No. So you're- I refuse to it because they don't fit the curves. I well, typically that's buy not my, and that's not what I was asking. What I'm asking. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I, I just got slapped down, Bart. Settle down. Well, our guest. You're the guest too. I'm sitting in the chair. <laughs> yes, Joanne. It's a folding chair. Yes, I technically fit into them. So and um, yes, four is about as large as I can go in a pant size. Exactly. So if you're at the zero two range. Your go-to is always going to be a European manufacturer. You can't avoid it because American women just don't start at zero. For, They're kind of bigger. From the manufacturer's standpoint, right. Because the average women's size in America is a 12, 14, not a zero. Wow. So that's why they start at usually four slash six. So my, yeah. So no wonder I can't find anything. I'm so far out of the average. It's just. So you have to go to the Europeans and that's any uh, manufacturers based in maybe Italy or France, Dionese, Revit, Alpenstars. Those are my top three because they make the most petite sized women's off the rack gear. My next recommendation actually is going to be children's street gear. They may not be extra curvy, but based on your size proportions, I, I'm going to have to venture to guess that you're not excessively curvy. You know, maybe it's too much of an overshare, but I actually am pretty... So I'm a 36D, which means I can't wear a lot of children's sizes because and it's too tight. Go that's, on. That's, that's, <laughs> 
That's a different conversation. Uh, one that comes to mind is the Revit Indigo, which is a new three-quarter length textile for spring. And it's pretty generous in the bust as well. And I think they did that on purpose. So that, you know, I like Revit gen- more by the second. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely that I would steer you to those. Again, this is without looking at you. Yeah, I would love to send you some pictures and have you tell me some ideas. Yeah. Because and, and, um, this is so hot. <laughs> Sorry, you're part of that conversation, boys. Um, I think the closest, at least off the rack, you're going to go with is a 34 European with Revit. And then with Dainese, anything in a 38 or 40. Now, you just said off the rack, which makes me wonder. That means not a custom piece right. here. Uh, are there good custom providers available? Absolutely. There's a ton out there. Vanson, Pilot, Heroic, Helamot. Zuni, the list goes on if you can invest that amount of money because that is a pretty big investment. Right, I probably can't. Excellent. You should mention um, T's Motorsports has got that one piece yes. woman tailored yeah, suit Gazi's that they just the, introduced. The custom jobs. Custom one piece textile for women. They're the only company in the world right now that does it. There's also Motorport that does custom as well. They're a little bit more expensive because they use Kevlar, but if you're looking. But then you can rob banks. Uh, maybe, but. <laughs> No, no, that's that is not my purpose. <laughs> Yet, that's, why is she taking notes? <laughs> so, I, do you also review helmets, or is that a little different from what where you focus on? I don't really do accessories so much, and helmets. My focus is um, jacket, pants, boots, and gloves. Do you find that helmets are easier to size? They're not as difficult as as women's um, oh, clothing. No, no, no. Helmets are helmets are pretty difficult. Those oh. are hard for guys too. Yeah, helmets are hard for everybody. The shapes is, I think, what makes it really difficult. And many people, they don't understand the, the difference between shape of your helmet and size of your helmet. Right. Mm. And the other thing that I found there's a pretty big difference in is, is weight. Definitely. And with smaller women, such as ourselves or any smaller people, you want your helmet to have a low center of gravity. The lower the center of gravity, ah. the fatigue is just a much more comfortable helmet when your helmet has a lower center of gravity. And it's usually the higher quality helmets that have that low center. And you can test it by laying your helmet on its side and hold it in one hand on the chin toward the base. And if it starts to fall over, then you know the center of gravity is higher at the top of the helmet. Oh, what a good tip. I would also also go for the most compact helmet. That, in my experience, is showy and awry. Awry is even more compact. And what I mean by compact is from front to back and left to right. Front to back, it's a really short helmet. So for a, a, a larger man, say, with a really long head from front to back, mouth... My nose hits the chin bar. Exactly. Because it's, <laughs> right? because it's a compact helmet from front to back. So I got to ask you this, Joanne, because my wife will never forgive me if I don't. So <laughs> what does the deal with the colors with women's gear? Because it seems like they sell a lot of this Help gear that... It. <laughs> It's like marketed to like teenagers and, you know, oh, my, my 30-year-old wife looks at these bubblegum pink things and is like, are you kidding me? Because well, you don't like Icon's pink chaps? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, not for riding. <laughs> oh, no. Motorcycles. <laughs> Just stop it and let her talk. You guys. There are two, I think in my mind, there are two components to that. The first is marketing. Anyone who's in marketing knows. Marketing to women means pink. And that's not just because they're dumb. But that's not just motorcycles. That's Dell computers and uh, flash drives 
and computer accessories and anything else you can think of that a woman wants. I don't know why, but the marketing department in those companies think, let's make it pink. And I think that there are not enough real women in positions of power in all these companies. And it doesn't make sense. Why would they not look at what women really buy? They would increase their sales. However, that being said, for many manufacturers, they're going to base their their design and um, creation choices on what sells. What did that dealership sell? How much money did they make on a certain color or style or brand? If all those dealers sold were pink helmets versus the white or black ones, maybe because that's all they ordered. Well, that's right. That's That's the number they're going off of. So I think there's also a skewed misrepresentation because the sales to me don't truly reflect the true wants and needs of the actual female riding population. There's that one girl I see around the valley on the, she's, she's got a pink sport bike and pink leathers, pink helmet, pink everything. How old is she? I've never seen her with her helmet off. I've just seen her riding around. Could be anything. It could be a guy. But I bet you that those are two women out of hundreds of thousands. And I hope we see a shift because I'm sick of the pink. But that's also why I work where I work because we don't carry anything pink. Hardly ever. <laughs> awesome. No pink allowed. Awesome. You're wearing pink out of my shop. Yeah, because the worst products tend to be pink. I, really, like the majority of products in a catalog that have pink on them are usually the cheapest. That I've seen, mm-hmm. I've never, I've only seen maybe two or three high quality products that have pink on them. So what you're saying is, pink chicks are cheap. Mm, not they're not specifically cheap. <laughs> That's <laughs> Chuck. Chuck's not alienating the guests. <laughs> all, all of the girls that tuned in to Joanne are going. I'm writing Chuck a letter now. Write your letter right. now, lady. <laughs> on your pink paper. That's Chuck at Wheel Nerds. <laughs> Don't worry, I will take him out later. <laughs> And not in a good way. Let me ask you this. You're talking about dealers with apparel departments, dealers with apparel specialists. There is one chain of dealers that pops to my mind immediately when you say a dealership Mm -hmm. with a large apparel department. Mm, And apparel specialists. And they rhyme with... Harley? Yeah, well, that's not really rhyming, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Would you say they're doing a... I mean, I haven't been in the shop for gear in a Harley store, so I couldn't say, but... I know they have this large apparel section. Yeah. Are they on that curve? Are they they have, are they meeting that need or are they just selling T-shirts? No, they have a lot of product for women. It, they have a lot of, of course, Harley branded product. That's the catch is that every single piece of apparel, you know, gear they sell for women is branded Harley. But no, they actually make some decent products for women who ride Harleys. And a lot of it's pink and that's okay too. But they have done a pretty damn good job of reaching out to the female writing community and marketing to them effectively. Not right. everything. They have they a lot of marketing pink. campaigns pushing for more women writers. You right. Know, right. A, a bunch of stuff like that. And yeah, they are definitely a, a decent place to go and shop for gear if you fit in their gear. You know, unfortunately, our quote unquote newbie friend will not because they're, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're not going to have anything size zero. They're going to Harley women are corn fed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see ow. now, as if the Harley people didn't hate you. Hate mail now. Because they're American, and what did I say earlier, Chuck? Twelve. Twelve or size 14. twelve. Not everybody is, you know, unbelievably short Arr, in America. I can't hear you over the sound of my stomach. So yes, yeah. Harley's what? certainly an option. Are there other marks besides Harley now that we brought this up that are that are marketing toward women the way Harley is? Kawasaki yeah. is pretty good about reaching out to women. I think BMW is starting to go there. I think, as you said, Triumph is kind of 
they're they're to me from my understanding they're kind of a men's locker room kind of organization <coughs> city hairline go on yeah there's nothing wrong with my hairline shut up <laughs> but yeah I, I, I would say 40 I'm, doesn't mean it go bald and I, I'm not looking for you know since we're talking about bikes I, I don't think about a women's bike right. necessarily I do need a bike that's shorter sure. I need something that, that I can put my feet flat down sure. both sides of it which is one not of the reasons I'm, I'm thinking of a Triumph uh, not necessarily so let's uh, let's talk about that me personally I don't think you have to flat foot both feet on anything I, I personally have never I never flat footed both feet on my scooter I never flat footed both feet on my Ninja 250 my Z750 nor my huh. current SV650 that's a mess See, in my mind I, I hate that statement and i will always tell people you don't have to follow that rule well i went and took the msf motorcycle the Uh safety course yeah and my coach was just adamant about that well he's kind of a douche then because awesome he shouldn't insist that for everybody yes it's beneficial sure not that it's a bad thing absolutely it would be awesome that's interesting my my coach made a made a point to say you should get both feet down yeah. At a stop, too. Maybe we had the same coach. Who was your coach? Maybe. I don't... Some guy. I mean... Yeah, that was mine, too! <laughs> I, I, I think the riding experience really comes into play also. Sure. Sure. And, and Todd has a theory that if you've gone longer than 10 years since riding, that you're mm-hmm. a newbie and none of your old experience applies anymore. But Todd yeah. is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and- <laughs> yeah. I would say that's true. And not... Certainly... <laughs> Some of it applies, absolutely. Yeah. Tom, what's, what's that steam? The, the, I know. He's going to take me out back. When I rode when I was young, we didn't ride in running shoes and jeans because we were just too cool. We were just really poor. And sure. I lived in a very small town up in southern Alberta. We didn't have paved roads. Or cars. We, Uphill, both ways. Both ways, in the snow, snow yeah. Traffic. But, but so, so I phones, rode my dad's TV, Honda. Shut up, my dad's Honda 400. It was the uh, shoot indoor plumbing 400 C- yeah. CF. Is that what it? Oh, CM 400 probably. Yes, and it was riding on gravel. You learn about balance and yeah. braking and power and how you can really take your back wheel out from under you yeah. really, really quickly. And then your dad glares at you <sighs> and is really angry and doesn't care if you're injured, just if you hurt the bike. Not that that's a personal story or this anything. This doesn't sound oh. hypothetical. No. <laughs> but I went from that to um, a smaller bike, actually, when I went to college. I found that if I didn't eat too much for a couple months, I could afford this used bike. So I did uh, it. Uh, and the sizes of the bikes made a huge difference to the difference in how I rode. So Definitely. Absolutely. And, and the other thing about size, too, is it's not all dictated by the inseam. That's not, yes, your inseam definitely will impact your ability to ride something. If I have a 28-inch inseam, I'm not going to ride a 35-inch KTM, right? It's not going to happen. That's, that's too much. That's a huge gap, right? A couple inches is one thing, but seven inches, that's, well, too many inches. So, but... The other Size matters. Right. It, it can matter. But the other thing is weight and weight distribution. Lower center of gravity. A bike that, um, you know, maybe is a little bit skinnier but taller. Like I find myself, um, I can easily ride a DR200, right, which is a dirt bike. Oh, right. It has, because you don't have the width to get around right. plus the length. And it weighs nothing. So I'm on the tiptoe on one foot. 
you don't need more than that because it weighs absolutely nothing. There's nothing to worry about in terms of dropping it because it just is so light. So if you find a bike that's a little bit taller, great. What you know, if if the weight is distributed well or if it's a little bit on the narrow side, that can help too. So you can't always go by spec. Oh, Chuck, there's the timer. We, we better say something crude. Do we even need to be here? I don't know. Give me the other magazine. Probably not. I don't know. Probably not. We're entirely well, superfluous to this show. <laughs> you, you don't want that magazine. The pages are no, kind of stuck together. Actually, you guys Sorry. do. So, you know, men have the same fit issues. If you're six foot tall and you weigh 150 pounds, you're going to have a hard time finding gear. Conversely, right? If you're five five and you weigh two hundred fifty pounds, you're gonna have a really hard time finding gear. That's closer to it. Yeah. What? Ah, uh, got it. That's what I figured. <laughs> so, Corn fed. You know, you guys have the same issues that that we do in that sense. We just Blood have to eat. You know, <laughs> cookies. <laughs> we just ice cream. So the advice that I usually give is gender neutral in that sense. All my shopping tips pretty much can be applied to men or women. And I have all those methods are on my Gear 101 page. And that would be uh, gearchick.com? Yes. No K. Leave off K. No K. Just... G-E-A-R-C-H-I-C.com. Yes. Yeah. We'll have a link in our show notes. Great. That the Pace guys can look at and gnash their teeth on. And cry a single tiny tear by themselves in their weird green room. Take that, the Pace! (laughs) Well, Joanne, it's been really fun having you on tonight. Thanks so much for talking to us. Thank you for having me. It's been an interesting experience. I can't wait to report to the Pace. It'll be... Ah, What? (laughs) Curses! Spies! (laughs) Yeah, we we hope we uh, we can have you back on sometime. We could even bring Jen back, maybe, sometime. That would be great. Not likely. And if you're ever out in Salt Lake, and we could all get in the same small room together, see, there's the advantage right there. Here. Yeah, no, you don't it want that like actually. Girl. I think I'll you, hey, <laughs> hey, Jen. Speaking of meeting up sometime, I I wanted to make sure that you knew about the AMA Women's Conference, Women and Motorcycling okay. Conference in July, and it's in Carson City, Nevada. Oh, excellent. The website is womenandmotorcycling.com. Guys, I'm so glad I wasn't in the room with you. Bye. Okay, so Jen, how do you feel about gear now? It's nice to have some direction on where to at least look because I honestly spent two weeks searching online to try and find something that was going to work, and I was giving up. Really? Yeah, I was really feeling like... Because of the sizing issue or or what? Yeah, just because they weren't saying anything about, here's the actual information, here's how you'll know if it fits. Mm, you know, useful women's stuff. small. What, what is women's small? What does that mean? It's uh, smaller than women's medium and bigger than women's extra it, small. Exactly. How does the whole women's sizing thing work anyway? Badly, well, as near as I can tell. I mean, zero through 14, 16. God damn it, what does true. that mean? I mean, guys have to deal with small, medium, large or pant sizes of 30 inches. Well, women's inches. sizes come in a lot, a lot of different categories. I mean, what the hell There's is a zero? Small, medium, large. There's zero, zero is about 10 pounds lighter than me. Double zero is my daughter, who's an inch shorter and 20 pounds lighter than me. Do they go negative numbers? Um, no, that's as small as they go. So, Double zero, okay. But then in Europe, they have other sizing. So, you know, if you were a 34 in European sizes, you might be, I think, about an eight here. But don't quote me. I could be wrong. That's, that applies to men's sizes, too, actually. Mm-hmm. And if you don't own a Ural, doing that conversion in your head can get very hard very fast. <laughs> I think even if you do own a Ural, it might be a little painful well, at the I'm start. Bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of the stuff you wear. <laughs> Shut up. Things suddenly make more sense now. <laughs> I'm looking forward to going and spending money on gear. 
<laughs> That's half the fun of getting into riding, you know, right? right? <laughs> Have enough gear. How many jackets do you need in your closet, Chuck? Oh, it depends on bikes. I have at that moment. You you match your jackets. Oh, to your bikes. Chuck is an incredible prima donna. Yeah, I do. Really? I match my, I match whole ensembles to my bike depending on which bike I'm riding. You don't have to match your gear to your bike. I do. <laughs> Welcome to Chuckland. Nice population one. I can't be the Power Ranger if it doesn't all match. <laughs> So we got some feedback from last week. In we fact, got a lot of feedback. We, we got, got better than just feedback. We got a lot of letters to go through here. We got a listener who actually responded to one of our requests. This would be uh, Joshua. He responded to our call for action, and he sent us a picture of himself at the drive through liquor store holding a six-pack. I'm at the brew through with my bike. Nicely played. No. That is the coolest thing ever, right? A sticker will be on its way. Yes, he should, and he'll send us a picture of himself with the uh, sticker. Yeah. Wheelers do not condone drinking while riding. Wheelers do condone using bikes to pick up booze. Unless you're in Loa, Utah, in which case, good fucking luck. So we also got some feedback about the spider, of all things. Yeah. So Jerry writes, I was just listening to episode 38, where you were discussing the success of the Spider and wondering why it was selling so much better than motorcycles. Could it be they're the only ones that are advertising the bikes? The Spider ads make using their product look like fun. Whoa, I'm freaking out. When the Japanese manufacturers advertise, they advertise the sale, not the product. They lump all the products together, from utility vehicles to four-wheelers to cruisers to sport bikes to washing machines to... He didn't put that in. For all the world, it looks like they're only talking to existing customers. Love riding? Now's the time for your next thing to ride. Nothing about, check out the new verses. It's the next big thing. It has performance and comfort. Here's pictures of young, beautiful people having fun on them. I see more motorcycles and insurance company ads than in motor company ads. If you want to sell things in America, you have to put it on TV and tell people they should want them. You know, he's right. The only motorcycle ads I recall seeing are for Geico or Progressive. That's a good point. Insurance companies. I do see spider ads, though, and they're always like, come join. Be part of this cool group going down on three wheels. Okay. You know, I've, I've got some vague memory of Harley commercials, like maybe mm-hmm. during Sons of Anarchy broadcasts. but Or are, they might have just been internet only. I, I can't recall for sure, but, I mean, I don't recall them. So. I can't think of when anyone's advertised an actual motorcycle to me as opposed to 0% financing. Uh, our next letter comes from Roland. He writes, uh, that interview was great, the one we did last week with Craig Vetter. Really, really good. You two were amazing for not cracking up at the silly things he said. I had no idea Craig Vetter was such a wackadoo. <laughs> this is the first time wackadoo has appeared on Wheel Nerds. It will not be the last. <laughs> good job, Roland. Uh, the Purple Rain Bike used a knockoff called a Shadow Royale made by Pacifica. It was a piece of shit. It <laughs> was a similar product at the time called a Wind Cutter. My friend had one, and we soon called it the Fart Cutter. Oh, no. The shield was so tall you could fart at 75 miles an hour and still smell it. But let's look at modern times. I ride a Kawasaki C14 with a full fairing designed 30 years after the original Windjammer. Obviously, it should be 100 times better, but it's not. In the looks department, it is. But this new improved design has a shitty non-wind-blocking windshield. What the fuck? (laughs) What's the point? It also has zero storage. There's a power port, but oh wait, Vetter already did that. In fact, the windjammer was so good, a guy could smoke a joint behind it. And it was the 70s, so... Yeah, so that was probably normal. That was the style at the time. Probably came with joints already. Mine also had a spot where it would hold a water bottle or a beer. Storage? The windjammer would hold six beers per side or a fifth of Jack Daniels. You know, I actually found a beer in my windjammer a year (laughs) after I bought it. (laughs) It was a piss-warm pibber from the front of it. Did Did you you drink drink it? it? No. (laughs) 
And yet both of us assumed the okay. possibility was there. Roland continues. I think the original Windjammer added 30 pounds to the front of the bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This son of an abortion I have weighs 30 pounds per section. It would be okay if it blocked air, but in stock form, it doesn't. Despite this, I love the bike. However, if Vetter had designed it, it would weigh 400 pounds, not 700, and get 70 miles per gallon instead of 33. It's an interesting point. They have all these fairings and stuff, and they look swoopy and fast. And then what's the first thing everyone complains about when they buy these sport touring bikes with the... They do shit for the air. Yeah. <laughs> it don't work. Because they're not designed for that. They're designed to look cool. They're designed to look awesome and sell bikes. They'll make the front look more like a penis. Okay, Hiram writes, I agree with the previous listener email that Torque Movie was kind of hard to, <laughs> to get a hold of. I found an easy way to get a hold of it without purchasing it. You can rent it from iTunes for three or four bucks. I watched it with your commentary over the weekend and really enjoyed it. Well, this is a good idea because I was just telling you guys, why did you do this Torque thing? I don't want to have to... Anyway, I'll keep reading. Wait, read it slower. Stuntman Drink. Deeper. L-O-L. Whoa, sh- hey, now you get a problem. <laughs> I want to buy. Yes, like that. (laughs) An all-terrain, 200-mile-per-hour, wheelie in a train car pulled by a trailer sport bike. Let me get my credit card. (laughs) (laughs) This is just like that BMW (laughs) check. LOL, haha. Better not fill up your bike tank with gas. You could take out a whole city block. LOL. Do I have to read the LOLs? Yes. You could just giggle. I did. Very important. <laughs> I didn't realize the inconsistency of gas to explosion ratio on previous viewings of Torque. Thanks for some good laughs. Torque was very important for pointing out that safety tip. Mm-hmm. Three gallons of gas is suicide in a motorcycle. Complete suicide. Yeah. Blow up trains, knock them off of tracks, City buildings. blocks. Oh, yeah. It's important to know. Yeah. yeah. But the other important thing to get from that is you can get Torque cheap. Mm-hmm. You can rent it on iTunes. You can go to Amazon and get it for like five bucks. And every dollar you contribute to that is that much closer we get to a Torque sequel. Mm-hmm. Or you can get it off of Netflix, but it's taking forever because some guy said, hey, you guys should all go watch Torque all at the same <laughs> We've time. We've a run on Torque. All two <laughs> copies of it. Netflix is going, what? <laughs> what the hell is Nobody happening? Nobody has rented this in years. Yeah. <laughs> That's why somewhere in a studio right now they're saying Torque 2. Yes. Or, or they reboot it. They reboot the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone uh, feels that way about Torque, though. Uh, that's true. Thomas writes, you probably don't remember me. I wrote you last year after I bought my 2008 Ninja 500 and went to MSF. I put 16,000 miles on it last year and started riding every day this year once the snow cleared. 15 degrees at 60 miles an hour on a bike with no fairings or windscreen is cold as balls, I must admit. <laughs> but the weather can't... Sub- Suppress my love for riding. That, that, his that balls means are, it's really cold. No, I, you know what? If his balls are cold, he's doing something wrong. I must be standing on the seat. To the point. You assholes. I just watched that <laughs> stupid movie Torque again. Just so I could enjoy your hilarious commentary. Not only did I watch the piece of shit, but I went out and bought it because I couldn't find it at the rental store. Yes. Oh, Damn it. No. <laughs> now they'll think it was a good movie because of its sales and make a Torque too. I blame you if that happens. Well, as long as it has Ice Cube making his constipated mad face the whole time, I guess it'll be okay. Especially if it has Jamie Presley. Thanks for reading my last email on your show and the positive support you gave me. That Wheel Nerd sticker I bought still looks rad on my windshield. Thanks for the entertainment. I've caught up with all the episodes and listened to every one as you release it, including that Torque shit. Damn you. <laughs> well, we can hope. Torque 2. I do remember Thomas writing to us the first time. Mm-hmm. And he brings up a, a good point I think we should talk about. In the immortal words of Han Solo, don't get cocky. 
Good advice. This is his second. He's going into his second year of writing, and that's a pretty dangerous time for somebody. So you've got a bad feeling about this? No, no, I've got a good feeling about it. <laughs> well, it's when you get in and you're like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing now. Everything's going to be cool. You got some skills. You got some experience. Yeah, I can ride. No problem. You that was the year confidence. I almost went off the side of Wolf Creek. <laughs> That's right. It's a dangerous time. You you can overextend yourself real easily as a second year, third year writer. Yep. I was trying to keep up with somebody fast. We went around that lower S turn and I was like, hey, I'm doing good. I'm not doing good. I'm not doing good anymore. I'm not doing good at all. <laughs> Don't ride with people. <laughs> there you go. She's trying to recruit for her tribe of one. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the not you tribe. <laughs> <laughs> no, what we're saying, Thomas, is you need to, you're getting over the, the fear you might have riding, you're, or 16,000 miles in, you're over it, but you still got to be aware. You still got to be conscientious of your riding. That's usually when I like to do something that takes me out of my comfort zone a little bit. Like not wear pants? No, no, that, that's where my comfort zone lives. <laughs> in your pants? Always. That's pretty true for every guy. <laughs> okay, I just learned something today. Educational show about gender <laughs> politics. <laughs> but yeah, t- take yourself out of your comfort zone. If you're doing 16,000 miles a year, it means you're riding its wheels off. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Take longer rides, take shorter rides. Try taking a passenger maybe a little bit. That's going to suddenly make you realize, ooh, am I smooth? Bonk, bonk. No, you're not. You just said this was his danger year. Oh, get a passenger. Yeah, take a passenger very slowly around the parking lot or something. Take a passenger to the store. All of his friends are listening going, oh, not in his danger year. <laughs> maybe, uh, you know, maybe look into doing a track day on that 500. Not a bad idea. That would be pretty cool. Um, but, you know, yeah, you're right. You want to do something that's, that kind of brings that edge back. Mm-hmm. And that's all we have time for this week. Until next week, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next week. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.